Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore. What should we know in a generation, even a church generation, that all too often cannot see the prophetic signs of this unique generation? We're going to find out today. Let's have a word of prayer first. O oh, Father in heaven, in our Messiah Yeshua, our great risen Savior, Lord Jesus' name, we ask you to help us to help us understand how to watch their form and be ready. And I ask you, Father, that you would bless every viewer today in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the Thessalonian believers in Messiah Jesus were sold-out disciples who, though greatly persecuted, followed the Lord all the way. The first letter Paul writes to them is one of the earlier books of the New Testament. Contrary to so many churches today, Paul taught the Thessalonians extensive Bible prophecy, especially as it pertained to the day of the Lord, the rapture, the tribulation, the second coming of Messiah Jesus, and more. We see these prophetic things in this first letter to the Thessalonians in chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, chapter 2, 19 and 20, chapter 3, 13, chapter 4, 13 through 18, chapter 5, 1 through 10, and chapter 5, verse 23. So, we're going to join the faithful preachers, pastors, and Bible teachers of our generation who still teach Bible prophecy just like Paul. If it was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. And if it's good enough for Paul, it should be good enough for you also. Amen? So we see that Paul is writing about the rapture, comforting those who had survived loved ones who had died in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. 
Therefore, comfort one another with these words. This is the rapture, and I'm not ashamed of it. Though some in the church try to intimidate or discourage us away from talking about it, I am going to teach about it and proclaim it and watch for the Savior to come for me every day. Hallelujah. Now remember, there were no chapter and verse breaks in this letter initially. They were added to help us. But it's good to remember that this that we read in 1 Thessalonians 4 flows right into chapter 5. Paul reintroduces what he had obviously already taught the Thessalonian believers, the day of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 and 2. But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. First, Paul reminds them and us that there are times and seasons for the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And like our Savior, Paul uses the analogy of a thief in the night. How does our Savior do so in the Gospels, which we've already seen on previous programs? Well, let's go to the Mount of Olives and listen to our great risen Savior, Messiah Jesus. This, of course, is before he went to the cross as he is preaching at the Olivet Discourse. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the son of man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. And in earlier programs, we've seen that the term of that day and hour, no one knows but my father only, refers to the Jewish wedding and the Feast of Trumpets, and is a clear reference to the rapture. And the same, for one will be taken, and the other left. Our Savior continues, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And we also see the thief in the night in other passages, Revelation 3.3. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. And in Revelation 6.15, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. He says, watch, be ready, like you don't have time. To get ready for a thief in the night, you already have to be ready. So it is when our Savior comes for us in the clouds in the rapture. You won't have time to get ready. We need to be ready. So then, every day, every disciple of Messiah Jesus should be watching and living ready for the rapture. Back to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now, for disciples of Messiah Jesus, the day of the Lord speaks of the, of the time of the rapture and also the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. 
This judgment is not for condemnation for sin, but one of judgment to determine our stewardship over our calling as disciples of Christ in this life and our, and our rewards or lack of rewards for that stewardship. We see that it does play, take place during the day of the Lord, which is also called in the Bible the day or that day. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, also speaking of the judgment seat of Christ, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. Why? For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire. Incidentally, see that the Apostle Paul also taught extensive Bible prophecy to the Corinthians. So, for raptured disciples of Messiah Jesus who have been following Him in this life, the day of the Lord is the greatest blessing ever. But for those who have been left behind while others are taken in the rapture, this day of the Lord will be unimaginably horrible. Makes me want to watch therefore and be ready. How about you? We'll be back in just a moment. This Watch Therefore television program and message is going into 200 million homes in 200 countries. Oh, hallelujah. As the Lord is using this as a tool to help make disciples who will hear from Him one day very soon, well done, thy good and faithful servant. This message stirs the lukewarm to repent and seek after the Lord with a whole heart. It also ties perfectly with the gospel as many see the desperate need for a savior in these waning hours of this prophetic generation. Remember to watch therefore and be ready. Along with our Watch Therefore television program, we have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. Like Romans 1.16 says, to the Jew first and then to the nations. Our co-founding partner of Blessing Israeli Believers, John McTurnan and myself, we co-founded the ministry as we partner with Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus who are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors, and so much more. And then our To the Nations ministry poured out for the nations where we go to many countries in Africa and other places as well getting out the gospel, preaching the Watch Therefore message, seeing many saved, helping orphans and widows as well. Oh, what incredible opportunities we have through blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. What a way to watch therefore and be ready when our Savior comes for us in the clouds. A great way to get acquainted and stay close to our ministry is through our monthly free newsletters. You can receive your Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletter by post or by email. Uh, we have updates about what's going on in the ministry along with important devotionals that will help you to watch therefore and be ready. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv and sign up for our Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's monthly newsletters. Along with prayer, there are those who would like to financially partner with our ministry. 
first, let me say this. If you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would be our guest and even pray to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord today. For those who would like to financially partner with the ministry, there's three primary ways to do so. You can give to our Watch Therefore television program, our ministry Blessing Israeli Believers, or Poured Out for the Nations. You can do so by post or online. There's information there on the screen. What a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven and to watch therefore and be ready. In 2006, Blessing Israeli Believers co-founder John McTurnan's book, As America Has Done to Israel, was released. John chronicles the blessings upon America since its founding as it has blessed the Jews and the disastrous results of pressuring Israel to give away their covenant land for peace and security. Our Savior Jesus spoke of the great labor pains our world is experiencing today. And listen to the Apostle Paul tie those signs in with the things John McTurnan writes about in As America Has Done to Israel. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Today, we're offering John's book, As America Has Done to Israel, with a gift of any amount to our ministries, Watch Therefore, Blessing Israeli Believers, or Poured Out for the Nations. Make sure, if you're giving by check, to write John's book in the memo section, and if online, in the notes section, type in John's book. What a great resource to help you watch therefore and be ready. Welcome back to the program Watch Therefore. We've been looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and the day of the Lord, and we've seen that for raptured disciples of Messiah Jesus who have truly been following after Him in this life, the day of the Lord is the greatest blessing ever. But for those who have been left after we have been taken in the rapture, the day of the Lord will be absolutely horrible. The inhabitants of the earth will be judged by fire. 2 Peter 3, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Joel 2, The Lord gives voice before His army, for His camp is very great, for strong is the one who executes His word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? The day of the Lord also includes the second coming of Messiah Jesus to personally judge the world in righteousness. At this time, we return with Him, and we see that. Uh, here's a scripture reference for that in Revelation chapter 19. We come back with Him in glorified bodies. Now, these next few verses are going to pertain to the coming of the Lord in the day of the Lord. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. That's Joel chapter 2. The day of the Lord also pertains to the 1,000-year reign of Messiah Jesus seated on His throne in Jerusalem, which is in Revelation chapter 20. And this stage begins when He returns to fight for and deliver His precious people and land, Israel. Zechariah 14, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst, for I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. 
Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. Israel will receive Messiah Yeshua in that day. Zechariah chapter 12. And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. In that day there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem like the mourning in Hadad Ramon in the plain of Megiddo. And verse 11 speaks of the mourning for King Josiah when he was killed in battle. And uh, that's in 2 Chronicles. So remember, our Savior Jesus tells us of so many signs of his coming back to Jerusalem in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. And this sign Paul speaks of in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. It ties right in with them. And as we review, read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Listen to this additional sign of the season of the day of the Lord that we're going to see in verse 3. But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Here we go. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. When they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them as what? Labor pains, birth pains, and they shall not escape. Remember, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, the labor pains. We are now in the time of their labor pains. Also, remember, we are also in the time of the fig tree generation spoken of by Messiah Jesus in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, where our Lord tells us, now learn this parable of the fig tree, which we've seen clearly in the Bible, is the nation of Israel. And I've taught about this many times on previous programs, that when Israel becomes a nation, which it was not for somewhere around 1,800 years, this generation will not pass away until the day of the Lord's scenarios come to pass. The rapture the tribulation, the time of the earth's greatest trouble, the return of Messiah Jesus and the reign of Messiah Jesus. And so to look at that fig tree for yourself, you can go back to Matthew 24, 32 through 35. Now, following along with this, the birth pangs of the fig and the fig tree, they all work together along with this when they say peace and safety. Look with me at Isaiah 66, verses 8 and 9. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I, who cause delivery, shut up the womb, says your God? Again, we see that we are that generation where Israel is a nation that became so through Israel and the earth's labor pains of world wars one and two. We also see here 
that the labor pains will intensify as Israel has only been birthed physically, not yet spiritually. The greater birth pangs are upon us and will intensify, leading to Israel's spiritual rebirth through the tribulation labor pains. And when I say spiritual rebirth, I'm talking about being born from above, as we say, born again from John chapter 3. Now, I'm going to look at Isaiah 66, verse 9 again with you. This is important. The Lord says, Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I who cause delivery shut up the womb, says your God? So how does this tie in with peace and safety? When he says what he just, we just read in Isaiah 66, verse 9, what the Lord is saying is, Shall I bring them to a time of physical birth and not a spiritual birth? says the Lord, Israel must be born again. And how does this tie in with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, when they say peace and safety? Well, miraculously, tiny, fledgling Israel became a nation through great warfare in 1948, in one day, having defeated five nations' armies. Yes, the flag went up the pole, declaring... Israel as a nation, they regained their covenant name, having been called Palestine since the year like 135 AD, right? And so they regained their covenant name in one day, and then five armies attacked, and miraculously fledgling tiny Israel, outgunned, outmanned by many times, won that war. Hallelujah. Ever since then, the world has rallied behind the Palestinians to force Israel to give up their covenant land. For what? Peace and safety. Peace and security. And as the Lord is bringing the Jews back to the covenant land from the nations of the world, the nations are shaking their fist in God's face saying, No, we're going to make Israel give this land to the followers of an antichrist spirit called Allah. Yes. And our book offer today, written by John McTurnan, chronicles the judgments of the Lord upon America and other nations as America, through the last many decades, has led this charge. Even these most, most recent Israel and United Arab Emirates and Bahrain peace agreements ultimately involve giving away the covenant land of Israel, which has been spoken of openly. And see, if you don't understand the Lord's covenants, a lot of what the Bible says and that I'm telling you today from the Bible, it doesn't make much sense. This is one very important reason I teach on covenant and Bible prophecy on this program and in my books. It's a matter, folks, of walking in the daylight instead of walking like so many do today even in the body of Christ, in the darkness. Now listen to Paul continue in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Brethren, you are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We're not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, 
but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. We're to be awake during this season of the day of the Lord, this time leading up to the day of the Lord. Unlike the lost and evil world, we're to see the day of the Lord coming. It is on our doorstep, folks. We're to be awake, not asleep or sleeping with the world. We're to be watching and sober. What does it mean, sober? Clear thinking. Could the world and the body of Christ use a few more clear thinking people today? Hallelujah. Why shouldn't it be you and me, along with many others? The Lord is waking up in this time. We're to be putting on like a, a breastplate, protecting our hearts. Faith in Messiah Jesus. Love. And as a helmet, the hope of salvation. The hope of salvation. I have been saved. I am being saved. This King Savior is coming to take me to that place he's been preparing for me. I will be saved. Hallelujah and hallelujah. The rapture is called the blessed hope in Titus 2.13. The Lord God did not appoint us to wrath, the wrath of the tribulation. Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Will you acknowledge this is the season of the day of the Lord? And will you adjust your life around it? Will you walk in the light, not in the darkness? Will you watch therefore and be ready? And maybe today you're watching, and as we close out this program today, you've seen and heard things that are waking you up. Hallelujah. Maybe you've never been forgiven for your sins. Maybe you've been in church even and have a Bible, but there's never been a change in your heart, your mind, and your life. You've never been born again. Our Savior Jesus said to a very religious man, Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. How do I get born again? You realize you've sinned against this holy God, like all of us. You've lied. You've cursed God's name. You've stolen, lusted, and much more, like all of us. And you need to be saved. And our Savior Jesus tells us, Mark chapter 1, Repent and believe in the gospel. Change your mind about your sin and your life. Humble yourself before this holy God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and begin to turn away from your old life and your sins. And, and believe then the gospel that he died on the cross, our Savior Jesus. He lived a sinless life, died on the cross for your sins and my sins. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah. He rose from the grave. And whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Cry out to him today, Lord Jesus, I'm ready to turn away from my sins, turn away from my old life, and commit my life to you. I believe that you died for me on the cross and rose again. Save me, forgive me, give me new life. And if you're doing that, there's information at the bottom of your screen. Call us, contact us. We'll get, up, get you some information to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. And for all who are watching today, remember, watch therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. 
we are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore what belongs. What